are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey there, how's it going? Different voice running the show here as far as the Locked On Wildcats podcast is concerned. Next couple episodes, it'll just be me, John Schuster, Mike Luke away, uh, but uh, he'll return in short enough order and uh, you'll be able to get back to normal listening to Locked On in the way that you have become accustomed. But uh, might as well get to it here after that administrative stuff has been put to bed. And good place to start good a place as any the way things are going Arizona men's basketball things looking very well the Wildcats rank number three in the country right now according to the latest AP poll and I guess the question in regards to that well there are a bunch of questions but we can start with one meaningless one because again this is uh, reasonably meaningless from a ranking standpoint it's uh, nice that Arizona's getting a fair amount of publicity here and that uh, Arizona's coach, first-year coach Tommy Lloyd, has the inside track probably to National Coach of the Year. But uh, as far as, you know, beyond that, it really isn't a whole, doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot. The bigger picture is where you stand, ultimately as far as what you're looking at heading into the NCAA tournament. And Arizona's standing is very good in that regard. But in terms of the specific question, why the crap is our, uh, Auburn ranked number two ahead of Arizona at number three? That would be a darn good question. Both teams have two losses. Number one, Gonzaga also has two losses. And the Gonzaga thing, kind of want to get to a little bit later in the Locked On Wildcat podcast, just to kind of uh, shoot the caca a little bit uh, in regards to uh, where Arizona's standing may ultimately be. But the good news here, and Mike noted this uh, in some of the uh, podcasts a week or so ago, that at this point in the season, a lot of the other teams that were uh, that were and are pushing for number one seeds uh, have suffered losses. Houston lost twice last week. Purdue's uh, had some setbacks of late. Uh, you can go up and down the line, uh, and and this is a pretty normal theme. Uh, even Auburn. Uh, aforementioned there, a team that uh, had was one of the last few who had one loss on the regular season, uh, also suffered its second loss uh, on the road against a good basketball team, so that's certainly not an embarrassing setback by any stretch, but while they may still be a number one seed or in that discussion, and rightfully in that discussion, their setback helps Arizona as well. Meanwhile, the Wildcats are one of two teams in the country and the only one in a Power 5 conference that just keeps winning and winning impressively. After the setback at UCLA, uh, the Cats have since faced UCLA and gotten a revenge W. They've uh, been able to rally against USC. They were very impressive at Washington State and Washington and now have the Oregon schools coming into town. So Arizona, at 22-2, and continues to win, and as a result, parlayed with the setbacks at other levels the Wildcats have put themselves in very good shape and solidified their standing as a number one which means even if there are some setbacks along the way from this point on they may be able to afford that a little bit since other teams uh, that are vying for that line have uh, dropped a game or two here or there 
uh, over the course of the last few weeks. So obviously, that is uh, good news for Arizona. And if you extrapolate this just a little bit, another thing that Mike has talked a lot about on the Locked On Wildcat Sports Podcast is that this Arizona team is one that isn't losing to teams that are inferior. You have to be at a general level of competitiveness to be able to play the Wildcats tough, and those teams have. But one of the mantras that has taken place here is that when Arizona plays a team that clearly is not as talented as it is, the number of games that have been close just aren't there. And Arizona exhibited that again on the Washington swing last week, even uh, being down big against Washington over the weekend. The Wildcat defense uh, got stubborn again. Arizona went on a big run, put the game away by the half, even though they had spotted the Huskies 14 points early on in that matchup. And then Arizona coasted in the second half in what was one of their better performances of the year. And that's one of the really interesting things about this Arizona team, a team that uh, after the setback at UCLA and maybe dealing with some things in mid to late January in terms of consistency and just seeming a little lackluster, appears to be playing with a heck of a lot more confidence now and almost separating itself from the field a little bit. And for Wildcat fans, that is uh, certainly a good sign as uh, they hope that this continues uh, heading into the Pac-12 and the NCAA tournament. And again, if you look at the schedule a little bit, you're looking at the Oregon game over the weekend, a reschedule with USC and then the Pac-12 tournament and beyond that, it would probably be a surprise if Arizona loses a basketball game. And if you're going into the NCAA tournament as a team with, on the outside, five losses, four, three, it's hard to keep the Cats off the one line. And that is obviously one of the places that you want to be when you're talking about your standing come NCAA tournament time. And Arizona has done an excellent job putting itself in good position to be seriously considered as a one and beyond that, uh, probably enhancing its spot as being almost a sure thing in that regard. Now the question is the region, and that's something that we'll discuss in just a bit. But before, I want to let you know about the Get Upside app. Mike and I have been talking about this uh, for some time. It's the app that can help you save money on one of the most annoying expenses that you have to deal with. Gas prices in the last year have gone up by over a dollar a gallon in most locations and uh, by more than that uh, in some others. The percentages have been unpleasant. You're well aware of the pain at the pump. So one of the ways to help improve that is the Get Upside app, which can help you save up to a quarter per gallon and then it's the types, it's easy to set up, it's easy to put into place, and uh, you can set it up to a PayPal account, and the money that you save, you can ultimately uh, move back into your bank account. So just by getting the GetUpside app, uh, that's all you have to do. Free to download, and uh, it's something that can save you money. Now, you can help us out a little bit here. If you're listening to this podcast and have not gotten the GetUpside app yet, May I suggest doing so and including the code word SPORT. If you include the code word SPORT, then that can help to track 
uh, where people downloaded the app and helps Locked On and possibly helps the uh, Locked On Wildcat Sports Podcast folks as well. And that would be very helpful. Back in a bit. Okay, so moving beyond just the number one seed discussion, and again, Arizona has put itself in very good shape as far as this is concerned. Most uh, mock brackets at this stage have the Wildcats as a number one seed anywhere but the West. And why is that? Well, the Gonzaga Bulldogs are the reason for that. Gonzaga, the only other team that uh, hasn't lost in quite some time. The Zags suffered two setbacks around Christmas time, one against Alabama, the other against Duke. No, ex- uh, no embarrassment in those setbacks. Since then, they've been able to pretty much, not surprisingly, this has become the norm, uh, mow down competition in the West Coast Conference, a conference that has some decent teams. St. Mary's is okay. BYU's okay. Uh, San Francisco, on some lines, might get into the NCAA tournament. But are those teams as good as the teams in the Pac-12? Do you look at any of those three teams and St. Mary's, BYU, San Francisco? Let's use those as teams two, teams three, teams four, in any particular order in the West Coast Conference, and say those teams are better than UCLA, USC, and Oregon. The answer is probably not. And uh, if that's the conclusion that you reach and probably have to reach, then could you make a favorable case for Arizona being the number one seed in the West and being even more highly regarded than Gonzaga? The only blemish and the only area that you could look that is even vaguely comparable as far as this season is concerned, right now is concerned, is that one of Arizona's losses is on the road at UCLA, and in the one occasion that Gonzaga played UCLA earlier this season, Gonzaga blew UCLA off the floor. So if you wanted to utilize that to some degree, you could certainly suggest that maybe Gonzaga deserves the one in the West and Arizona does not, so you ship the Wildcats as a one to another region. But I think you can make a very strong case here Uh, that maybe Gonzaga ought to be the team that shipped, and Arizona is the team that could very well be the number one team in the uh, number one seed in the West. Pac-12 is a better conference than the West Coast Conference, and and I don't think it's kind of difficult to argue that, Uh, especially with the teams in slots two, three, and four, and even the general depth of the league, even though they aren't getting respect from a tournament standpoint. I think bodes reasonably well for Arizona standing here in the way that Arizona's been able to dominate competition. Really, if you look at the scores, Arizona and Gonzaga are very similar. They beat teams by about the same amount. And uh, I think the one thing in Gonzaga's favor, and this is odd, uh, but it is a testament to what the Zags have been able to do over the course of the last couple decades, and frankly, where Arizona's been on the college basketball landscape as well, is that Gonzaga is probably going to get the number one seed in the West by virtue of reputation. But all things being equal, if Arizona was able to steady the ship here and uh, even run the table or suffer perhaps one setback along the way, I think you can make a very strong case for not just Arizona as a number one seed, but I think you can make a very solid case for Arizona as a number one seed in the West, and possibly when the smoke clears if you're doing that, maybe, just maybe, the number one seed overall. 
And why would Arizona be a number one seed overall? Maybe it's Built Bar. You know what it is. Built Bar is the best protein bar on the market. And uh, we've talked about it. We've told you where to get it, GNC. If you're in around the Tucson area, certainly other locations as well, just get to DNC. That's a free plug, by the way, for D, uh, GNC. But uh, you can certainly go to the Built Bar webpage and, you know, find it that way. You can go, I think, even to some other online retailers and find it through there. Uh, but if you've got a GNC in the vicinity and want to check it out, it's right there. It's about two and a half bucks. A bunch of different flavors. Built Bar tastes good, and it does what it is that it's supposed to do. And they are a longtime faithful sponsor of the Locked On Podcast Network, including the Locked On Wildcat Podcast. Want to veer away from Arizona sports for a moment. Obviously, uh, over the weekend, big football game. Uh, the L.A. Rams, uh, were you aware it was a big football game? I didn't know that uh, you were aware it was a big, fo big football game. Huge halftime show and, um, uh, and all, all kinds of festivities. Entertaining game. Close matchup. Came down to the end. Pretty much what you'd like in uh, that regard. Uh, Cincinnati had its opportunities. A lot of strategic things that can always be discussed in those types of games. But uh, the Rams get the W. And by virtue of that performance, and certainly this has been discussed in other locations as well, but uh, I'll uh, jump on board. Matthew Stafford, the quarterback, who I don't think was being discussed in Hall of Fame terminology by any stretch of the imagination, is now a Hall of Fame quarterback. I don't think there's any question about it. I don't expect him to be a first ballot NFL Hall of Fame quarterback, but Matt Stafford has Hall of Fame numbers, has ridiculous accolades, and now is a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. Yeah, I get it. He's There's even a term. We've, we've created a term. When Matthew Stafford does something stupid, and he will, and he has done something stupid, we call it Staffording. He almost Stafforded the Rams against San Francisco. If a safety catches an easy interception, the Rams aren't in the Super Bowl, and we're talking about uh, how... Stafford continues to do dumb things at the quarterback position. He's not going to be the guy who gets the Rams to the big prize. Uh, but instead, given the mercurial nature of how things can change at the quarterback position, now that argument is completely different. And it's largely completely different, I think, well, obviously for two reasons. One, the Rams won the Super Bowl. Stafford now is a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. But he also had what should be a legendary Super Bowl drive in the fourth quarter with his team down. 16 plays, almost 80 yards. And if you're objective, that drive, while it probably won't be included in the conversation, is likely one of the five most significant drives in the history of the Super Bowl. And Stafford's the quarterback who did it. Now, obviously, he got some smart receivers who came to the ball on passes as opposed to trying to make uh, uh, deeper plays happen. And maybe there were some benefit. It doesn't matter. All of that doesn't matter. Stafford was the quarterback. He got them down the field. The Rams scored the touchdown. The Rams won the game. That drive was 16 plays, almost 80 yards, and took a little bit more than five minutes off the clock and gave Cincinnati very little time to go the other way. Bengals had an opportunity. Ultimately, could not get it done. Again, variety of reasons for that, 
But the bottom line in a quarterback-centric league is that Stafford was the winning quarterback on the winning team and Joe Burrow was not. So now you're in a situation where you have a guy who has a reputation. I think it's a rightfully earned reputation of being a guy who boneheads about three plays a game uh, now being a quarterback who you're going to see in the Hall of Fame. He's basically the new level of Brett Favre. And, uh, you know, as far as uh, that's concerned, hey, that's all right. Whether he's a uh, transcendent player at the position or just a guy who got one ring, obviously time will tell. But he does have his ring. He has ridiculous numbers, including this statistic. He has more fourth-quarter comebacks than any active quarterback in the league. Matt Stafford. Yeah. So does Stafford belong in the NFL Hall of Fame? In the Pro Football Hall of Fame? As far as I'm concerned, as, a, as recognizing, as crazy as that sounds, the answer is yes. Thanks for listening to the Wednesday version of the Locked On Wildcat Sports Podcast. Back with another one uh, tomorrow. And uh, eventually, you'll get to hear Mike Luke again. When that eventuality is, I guess time will have to tell.